welcome everyone to another edition of 10 Things Friday, where we give you 10 things you need to know in the world of retail technology in the future. Now the fortnightly edition. Um, the uh, uh, Apparently, most podcasts don't get past 10 episodes, Dim. Did you know that? Like it's something uh, ridiculous, like ninety nine percent of all podcasts. No, I, I did not know that. So yeah. um, we must be. Um, where were we episode thirty? You were telling me before. Just this before. is episode thirty. We've done thirty of these, um, which you know I, I think that that's pretty good. Um, but look, you know, we're just getting warmed up. Um, big day of news in uh, the uh, land of. Um, Australia, where we tend to love to overreact and lock down people when we don't really need to lock them down. And then when we do, we either <laughs> lock them down for far too long or we completely reverse out the decision within 24 hours and then um, unlock them. So the randomness of it all was um, pretty interesting. I'm referring to South Australia, um, which uh, is a state next to where we are in Victoria. Have uh, did a um, a lockdown, which they uh, then proceeded to unlock down uh, when they realised that one of the people they were interviewing just lied brazenly to them how they contracted COVID via a pizza box, and that just freaked everyone out. Um, and it turns out he didn't get COVID via a pizza box. He got it because he actually worked there in a um, unpublished job uh, for cash behind the uh, counter. So, um, yeah, so an interesting uh, day on the COVID front here in Australia. But um, uh, what else has been happening uh, around the traps, Tim? What have you seen? Oh, look, I've seen a lot of things. I mean, some of it that's uh, coming up is, um, you know, since they're kind of getting Christmassy now and, uh, you know, uh, but we'll probably have a Christmas episode uh, in the not too distant future, you know, uh, Will Santa Claus be locked down or will he be allowed to travel from the um, North Pole? It's a key burning, key burning question as to whether they'll be, they'll be locked down or not. Uh, maybe, there'll be um, a vir- maybe there'll be a virtual Christmas. Like, you know, he'll do it via Zoom. <laughs> yeah, that's Zoom. That's um, um, remote Zoom Santa. Reach. Yeah, um, I mean, you know, does, does Zoom uh, reach the uh, North Pole? Why, why is Santa from the North Pole anyway? I, I thought that was it's discriminating, isn't it? That, you know, you have to have Santa from the North uh, from the North Pole if you live in the Southern Hemisphere. But anyway, so but uh, we'll uh, we'll get to that uh, in the weeks leading up to Christmas because clearly, getting to thirty episodes, we are not going to stop. Uh, we are not going to stop now. I'll start uh, with something which I thought was quite, quite interesting, and and uh, it comes from the world of retail, since this is the show about retail tech and and the future, and and this is about all our future. So, ten times twenty, ten, ten times twenty times thirty is called the initiative, and the plan is to have. 10 of the world's largest food retailers to work together with 20 of the world's largest suppliers to have food loss by 2030. To have food loss, food waste, right. waste. Yeah. by okay. 2030. Food waste by 2030. Uh, I thought that was great. Mm. Uh, you know, considering that the, the top 10 
and they're probably extending past the 10. The top 10 food retailers in the world will probably account for quite an awful lot of um, the food waste. Um, the, um, um, initiative to work together with their 20 top suppliers to have waste um, by um, 2030 was uh, quite admirable. Now, there's a whole bunch of people here. Uh, Kroger, Carrefour, Metro, Ikea, Eholdehels, Migros, Tesco, Walmart. There's a whole bunch of people that are already uh, joining the fight. There are more than 10. And there's probably, uh, look, there's an endless piece of uh, uh, list of um, suppliers yeah. that uh, have joined, have joined into, have joined into this uh, very long list of suppliers to, to do that. So um, as I think here, maybe some of our uh, own local, uh, you know, while they don't feature in the top 10 in the world, they're not far off the top 20. They may want to have a bit of a look here and uh, and um, perhaps join in um, with uh, joining with uh, the effort. Yeah, it's good stuff, isn't it? I mean, I think you you see where governments, uh, you know, fail dismally quite often in um, you know with the the different views on climate and the value of sustainability and um, good to see the industry or the business side of it take the lead and recognize that it is actually a profitable business to to be sustainable and and i reflect on some of the you know carbon free um you know neutral type initiatives i think west farmers and bunnings um you know dan murphy's recently announced that they're 100 percent neutral um it's similar lines to come yeah yeah it's similar lines isn't it it's it's just saying well look we, we don't have any mandate to do it, but we know that it's good for business. We know that it's good for the environment and we know that it's good for our customers. Um, yeah. yeah. The initiative has been uh, going on for a year, but recently a whole bunch of people, a whole bunch of uh, global suppliers joined in. So it wouldn't be too hard considering that some of those global suppliers, like, you know, the likes of, I don't know, Mars and, and so on, will... Um, you know, they're equally large in the Australian context, so it wouldn't be too hard to uh, pick up the thread from there and and, and join in, uh, join in the uh, um, reducing, uh, halving mm. the per capita global uh, food waste. And as we all know, there's quite quite a lot of it. Yeah, uh, yeah. that uh, comes through right through from from starts from the harvest. And goes all through the way the supply chain. So um, yeah, and, and packaging as well. I mean, I think I saw a supple, couple of clips about some innovations mm-hmm. around how, you know, trying to get to 100% environment neutral packaging. That um, that's a massive part of it as well, right? I think so. I mm-hmm. think so. I think I think I think so. Uh, if you're looking around, we'll put the link up for people who are interested. It's called Champions One Two Three. That's the organisation uh, behind behind the initiative. So that, that was the first thing that caught my eye in the world of retail. Nice one. Um, well, it wouldn't be a 10 Things Friday if we didn't have something on Amazon. Um, <laughs> I've, got a, I've got a couple, actually. It's Maybe we should oh, try and do like good. an anti, anti-Amazon episode at some point. I don't know. Um, but I've been looking at the... Obviously, Amazon has done okay during this pandemic, you know, fair to say, done all right, you know. <laughs> 
Um, and you considering know, the amount of packages <laughs> that arrive at our front door, yes, they're done really well. They seem to be going for okay. A Christmas card, maybe yeah. okay. Um, but what's mm. happening in the scale up is the marketplace side of it. So, what's 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 coming? Up. And they've been there for a while, but I think they're starting to get really big are these marketplace aggregators where what they're doing is effectively buying up small, um, you know, smaller companies that are, um, you know, supplying to Amazon and, you know, effectively have, you know, what's called FBA. So fulfillment by Amazon. So they're, you know, they would send their, their inventory to Amazon and then they would um, obviously... Uh, do the last mile, etc. Um, but what they're doing is these aggregators are buying up these um, companies, and there's quite a few of them. There's a, a company, SellerX, um, and their you know statement is we buy and build Amazon businesses. Um, Thrasio, sell your business, celebrate a lucrative exit, and then continue to profit as your brand grows with us. And they complete acquisitions on average in 43 days. And so once they buy the business, they then increase the revenue by, you know, listing optimization, supply chain efficiency, growth marketing. Um, and these businesses, they're backed by private equity and they've raised, so you know, Thrasio's raised half a billion dollars. SellerX is raising 200 million. Um, these things are becoming really big. Um, and it, it's kind of interesting now that, you know, if I'm someone who does want to sell on Amazon, there's a number of opportunities for me to either exit or to use, the, use an aggregator to grow. Um, and, and it's become its own ecosystem itself, supplying to, to Amazon. Um, so I think there's going to be a lot of money in this, uh, eco, those ecosystems. Um, I'm going to, I'm going to wow. keep watching this. Yeah. That is very interesting, isn't it? Half a billion dollars. Mm. These are these are pure play online uh, uh, people, obviously. Yeah, aggregated. So basically, I can if I sell shoes, then um, and I showed some promise selling on Amazon, and I'm fulfilled by Amazon, uh, I can offer to sell my business to them, um, and then maybe I'm still running it. I think I I think that's sort of how it works. You you keep running wow. it, but they'll grow it. So they they need to see the potential in. The optimization upside that they can do to um to scale um scale using amazon so uh, I, I think it's it's really interesting um very, very interesting yeah so thrasio for example have 300 experts managing a growing portfolio of more than 60 brands um all fulfilled by amazon um so yeah so the, the, it's interesting how that's going to play, you know, the, the, these guys are going to get really big, I reckon. So all this consolidation, rationalization will happen beneath Amazon. And um, yeah, it'll be interesting. This is, uh, this is kind of going beyond your external marketing partner, right? It goes beyond sense search engine optimization that these people put their stake in, mm. in the company. Wow. Mm. Yeah. That's very good. I'm sure we'll put the links up. Yes, absolutely. Yep. Brilliant. That was Brilliant. my first one. That is very, that is very interesting. Oh, my head's spinning now. Can't concentrate. Oh, um, 
Right. You know the the old fairy tale. Uh, I don't know if you you know you, you know, we all grew up some fairy tale. So do you remember the one uh, about uh, mirror mirror on the wall? Who's the fittest of them all? The fairest of them all. Who was that? Cinderella. No, no, no. Mirror mm. mirror on the wall. Who's the fittest of them? Oh, all? I don't know. Uh, that's the modern uh, take of the old tale uh, mm. about, uh, and uh, this is a story where. Uh, Lululemon, the athletic apparel people, are going to sell mirror devices in their store. So that these are training mirrors where you stand in front of it a la uh, uh, gym, mm. pumping, I don't know, whatever you pump, weight. I mean, that's the expression. And these, these mirrors are trainers. Uh, they detect what you're doing and uh, they provide encouragement, they measure your improvement. And uh, Lululemon will sell them in their stores as part of the, uh, they bought, uh, acquired the company who does this, who offers these mirror devices. And now they become uh, uh, available um, during uh, the coming uh, Christmas season uh, in the US. I'm not sure they're gonna become available in, uh, um, in uh, Australia, but they're definitely available in the US. Um, and they're planning to organize uh, competitions uh, where a whole bunch of people will be looking at their mirrors while training. Mm. There'll be face-offs and points and target height red zones. And, uh, yeah, they, these are, you do classes with them, don't you? These, they're like smart mirrors. Yeah. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah. So you do your um, whatever it is and it shows you on yeah. the mirror like, you know what? Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You, you, you can have sweat dates, mm. uh, and um, I mean this is uh, kind of the extension of the Swifts and the full gas. Yeah, of, it is, the, isn't it? It's of the yeah. cycling world. Yeah, uh, you know the virtual cycling races and the virtual riding races. This is the virtual uh, bodybuilding. I don't know. Uh, uh, well, workout, it's fitness. Uh, yeah, workout, workout. Yeah, yeah. 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 And uh, the brand is building a lot of marketing around this by using um, their ambassadors, all the athletes that uh, advertise and promote their kit. Mm-hmm. They're using they're using those people as instructors. So the ambassadors, the brand ambassadors, will be embedded in the experience, and they'll be used as instructors to deliver classes through through these mirrors. Yeah, I. I... <laughs> I don't know how many gyms you actually really look at. Yeah, oh, I suppose you do, don't you? The bodybuilding type gyms, you, there's mirrors all over the place where you're looking at yourself. I guess I was thinking more of those class. I'm yet to see a gym without. Uh, yeah, you know. I was thinking more of those class gyms, but you can see where things like you know checking your technique, like how your squat technique might be. You know, are you low enough? You could sort of see a line on the smart mirror that says like, well, you know, here's how you have to. Be or your, you know, you're you're arching your back, or mm. yeah, you could you could see some benefit there, I reckon. But um, no. uh, look, I mean, these are probably connected to your heart rate uh, monitor, your Apple Watch, or your whatever your mm. your athletic uh, sports type of watch. Um, and um, uh, look, I mean, I think I think I need one, so I will be looking to see how. <laughs> How we can get when I looked up in Amazon, they're not for sale there, so not yet, anyway. <laughs> so, um, uh, that's kind of where uh, that's the next thing, you know. 
and uh, yeah, it's how all these things interact via these open standards, isn't it? I mean, you've got your right. your Zwift with your Garmin, with your Wahoo, with your Lily Lemon era, with your Apple Health. That's yeah. right. It all ends up on, on Strava. Yeah. Where you, you, you share with your friends and you get like mm. uh, what the world has become. Right? Yeah, 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 yeah. There we go. So that was the mirror, mirror on the wall, who's the fittest of them all. Nice. I like it. Uh, all right. On that topic of smart things, um, and uh, I Amazon have uh, released more publicly Echo Frames. So you introduced on this show a few episodes backed in the Bose frames. Uh, love them. You, you convinced me to get a pair. I, I think they're absolutely um, uh, brilliant. The And so we now have Alexa-enabled smart glasses. So for 250 USD, they're Amazon. Um, you can put prescription lenses in them. Uh, yeah, I mean, similar to you can just kind of talk to Alexa while you're, um, I don't know, walking along, I suppose. They're, uh, you know, obviously have the speaker in them as well. Not as good as Bose, I suspect. Uh, It's kind of an interesting, this whole smart glasses thing. It's been around for a while, but they never, I think the emphasis was on the the AR part of it, the augmented reality bit, which never really worked um, with, you know, going back even to Google Glass, which was all the HoloLens stuff and, I mean, that's just never taken off, but um, I, I can certainly see the um, you know having the uh, you know the just the simple audio um, benefit uh, being uh, being there. So, uh, but uh, yeah, so Amazon's gone Echo Frames. So there you go, Echo Frames. I will uh, look out for them. That's a very uh, very nice one. Speaking of Amazon, I'll, I'll change this sequence a little bit. I'll, I'll be flexible today. Um, uh, speaking of Amazon now, you know, like, I don't know, is there a limit to these people really? Uh, 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 you know, they have planes, they have robots, they have glasses, they have this, they have that, they have the other. The latest is they're developing their own chips, their own microprocessor units. And they're moving away from the standards of the world uh, and they're developing their own Alexa chip. Uh, they're not satisfied with what's available out there. Uh, they are creating a custom chip that uh, will make Alexa work faster and it will be cheaper, uh, they claim. Uh, it just, just, just goes to show the, the depth at which they, uh, they operate. And mm-hmm. what's quite surprising about that particular organization, I must admit, uh, is how they make things work. It's, you know, a lot of people can announce that they're going to make their own chip. Mm. But you know that Amazon is going to make their own chip and it's going to work. And then they're going to sell it to you. Uh, so Alexa and your glasses works better. Mm. Uh, it's also probably because they're sick and tired of the monopoly of a couple of uh, manufacturers having the market. Yeah. So um, I was very, I thought that was very interesting. Not, not perhaps surprising considering what, what we've seen, but, but it just goes to show the length at which they're creating a, an ecosystem, a, a verticalizing their business completely uh, with, with, uh, their own, uh, with their own chips. And they've been increasingly getting into hardware um, more and more, you know, starting with the Echo um, mm. and that whole range. Um, 
fanning out into other, you know, smart devices. Uh, but you, you also kind of think, you know, all the, the Amazon Web Services infrastructure sits on, you know, some tin somewhere, you know, like actually, mm-hmm. you know, the interesting evolution of all of that, well, why would I give all that money to um, Intel or, or whoever it is, all those data centers that would be running AWS stuff? Um, yeah, maybe they, they, they'll, they'll get into that game. Well, much the way that Apple got, you know, changed their strategy on using Intel for the iPhones and, and using mm. their own ARM chips, um, which which go, you know, much faster. So, uh, yeah, it, it, nothing will be surprised me with Amazon. <laughs> no, 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 I, uh, that's right. It's a, sort of an element of resignation. Oh, wow, they're making their own chips. <laughs> Intel, to sell your shares, yeah. Yeah. Any, <laughs> anyone that out with Intel shells, NVIDIA shell, uh, shares? That's it. Have a think. Have a yeah. think. Very good. All right. Uh, next one, a uh, little interesting evolution of the browser market. So in terms of stats, web browsers, it's around 70% is Chrome, uh, 17% is Safari for Apple products typically and then seven percent is microsoft edge which is interesting you know if you think about the history of browsers internet explorer you know just dominated for years and years and then mm-hmm. and now chrome you know takes it at 70 percent um what ms edge has added to the browser core so not as a optional extra it's just part of these is actually a a coupons feature and mm-hmm. a price comparison feature, like actually embedded in the browser. So what they're trying to position MS Edge is as the browser for online shopping. So what happens is if you are shopping online, it will detect, um, you know, and say a coupon is available for you for this, whatever it is you're uh-huh. choosing to, okay. to buy. Um, okay. And then if you want to create a, um, I can create a list of products and they're called a collection and then I can go compare price and Microsoft will give me the, um, as a price comparison engine, here's the, the best price for you for that product. And, you know, Microsoft's got the, you know, the analytics nous behind all that to, to make that work, I reckon, you know, with, the, with Azure and, and all of the analytics muscle that they would have. Um, mm around that so i it's kind of really interesting that think that's so. now part so. of the browser so there's no third party it's it's actually microsoft um telling you or you know directing you where what to what is the best offer for you that's interesting that's very interesting look I, I, um, there have been in the past uh, other attempts at making you know delivering browsers that are specific to a profile for for users, um, the trend uh, normally has been towards generic uh, browsers with a lot of emphasis on uh, privacy and protection, security, you know, and choices performance, and uh, performance as well, performance yeah. uh, mm. um, and 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 so on and so forth. I mean, you know, they, once we got client-rich uh, applications, uh, the old Explorer didn't really cope very well. Uh, if you, as you can recall, you know, and then we had a whole bunch of issues with 
you know, Java and the like not, not really performing very well on that. That's, that's interesting. They try to carve some space into that. Mm. Oh, interesting. I, I don't use Chrome. I use Firefox. Right. Well, you're even, uh, you're in the, what's that, 83? You're less than edge. <laughs> you're in the 5% mark. 5% I'm in the five, break. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I use Safari because of, of, the, of the Apple, I think. And I use Firefox. So I'm even below the below. <laughs> you are. Anyway. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, well, and, I mean, just, you think of the number of Android devices out there, I guess, and mm. they're all. You know, they're all embedded. They all use Chrome, Chrome yeah. yeah. Yeah, they will all use Chrome. They will all use Google Chrome. That's probably the, mm. the prevailing thing, yeah. yeah. Hmm. Very interesting. Very interesting. We'll see how that trend, uh, that how, how that, whether that trend progresses. Yeah. Uh, I think the appeal of having a generic, uh, you know, safe, simple, easy to deploy uh, browser will, you know, has has an enduring value, I think. We'll, we'll see. We'll see about that. I think it's also the positioning of Microsoft again towards that data and analytics cloud side is a little bit of mm. that as well, right? Less on the, you know, the thick client applications in the OS as a, you know, the traditional Microsoft business. Um, it, it's again, you know, that, that change, little subtle shift in direction, I reckon. But anyway, hmm. Right. Very good. Now, uh, you know how you were uh, complaining to me before this program and almost every program, how it takes forever for the makeup artist and, and to prepare you for the show. Mm. You're going to have to spend yeah. at least an hour uh, getting all done up mm -hmm. uh, to, start, yep. to start in the show and I yeah. might take an equally long time for that. Yeah, I've sacked the last three costume designers and... Makeup artists, yeah, yeah. Makeup artists. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, uh, I now have the answer. We'll save you hours of preparation. Uh, L'Oreal Paris uh, have introduced uh, their first line of virtual makeup. So okay. you can now go and buy uh, their signature faces, which is uh, one of their major brands, one of their cosmetics. You can buy augmented reality filters specifically made for Instagram, Snapchat, Snap Camera, and so forth. Zoom, Skype, Microsoft Teams, and a whole bunch of other stuff. You can wear virtual makeup during the video call, and you don't have to spend that. Uh, apologies for the inconvenient call. Uh, somebody's trying to sell me something or uh, <laughs> trying to blackmail me to find something. Um, the, uh, so, yeah, so L'Oreal uh, is now making uh, uh, what they call AR augmented reality filters available, and it's a new experience of modern makeup. That's what they call it. I think it's great. Yeah, right. Is this, I, like, related to the, the – it sort of feels like you could do deep fake type um, if I wanted to paint myself orange. Um, is that what it is? Like, if I wanted to see what I look like as Donald Trump, I could do that. Yeah. Uh, well, I don't know if you if you can uh, look as uh, if you can look as Donald Trump, mm. but uh, you can definitely um, look like uh, you and I look after an hour worth of makeup. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so uh, that's the uh, that's coming straight away from L'Oreal, and uh, we'll, we'll put a link. Uh, and and this is not just you know this is I. Uh, uh, 
I don't know these things, but we're talking eyelashes and whatever. Eyelashes. Eyeshadows on the eyelashes. Yeah. You, you'd you think know, that you'd need if, uh... pretty good resolution, wouldn't you? Like, I mean, some of that's quite, um, hmm, it, it needs to be quite detailed, like I would have thought. Like, you, you'd really want to, I don't it know. Is, I mean, you, you, you should have a look. Uh, we, mm. we all should have a look at the, uh, the videos. Mm. It, it is sensational. Now, yeah, okay. the company behind this is called Modiface. L'Oreal bought them probably a couple of years back. Uh, and a couple of years back, this wasn't terribly, uh, it, it was probably niche, if you see what I mean, you know. Uh, but uh, now with everyone on Zoom for endless hours of every, uh, every day, uh, I'm sure this will have a, a great revenue stream uh, coming up. So uh, virtual makeup uh, uh, boys and girls, uh, ladies and gentlemen. Nice. From uh, Brilliant. from L'Oreal. From I'm L'Oreal. Sure others. Yeah, from L'Oreal. That's the one I picked up. I, I won't be surprised if others uh, is if others follow uh, in the industry. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So the Yamekas and Sephoras and Alters. Yeah, and, no, that's right. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, it'll be interesting to see how that uh, that goes. So you're not going to have to spend an awful lot of time before every video call now. Mm-hmm. Just put put Just the whack virtual, this on. the augmented the augmented reality filter on, and you'd look. Sensational. Brilliant. I'm going to try deep mm. fake, deep fakes as well. Um, <laughs> okay, so a bit of news from the um, the uh, our the delivery uh, the delivery game. Uh, I, I, I like tracking this one as well. So Best Buy has uh, has the latest retailer to join forces with Instacart. Um, mm. So. Same-day delivery from almost any Best Buy location across the U.S. Um, and they have a, a new feature, Instacart released a new feature, certified delivery feature, which provides shoppers uh, extra confirmation and security. I'm not sure quite how it works for high-value purchases. So you imagine, you know, a big TV or mm. whatever it is, you know, getting that through Instacart, um, needing, you know, having some sort of, Security around that would be would be good. Uh, the, the list of Instacart partners is is quite impressive. So Walmart, Sephora, Staples, Bed Bath Beyond, um, Rite Aid, and now Best Buy. Uh, so yeah, little interesting evolution in in the space uh, in our, in the delivery space. Uh, it's moving. It's moving very quickly. Mm. It is moving. It's moving at light speed. Uh, uh, is a whole bunch of uh, grocery retailers that are now jumping onto subscription, uh, uh, like Prime and, and what Walmart and, and Prime did. It's obviously having a, a major impact on on where consumers choose. Mm. So there's a whole list of, uh, especially North American grocers, they are now jumping offering uh, membership uh, uh, subscription type services where, you know, for a fixed fee. You get free delivery and a whole bunch of other stuff. So uh, it's it's this this pandemic has has accelerated that uh, that trend immensely. Yeah, uh, yeah, absolutely. Uh, speaking speaking of, of weights, and we're up to number nine, are we? Are we up yeah. to number yeah. nine? So here's a little quiz. You know how I like good quizzes. Uh, uh, now, Uber is very well known for what they call rideshare, right? This is Uber taxi, Uber service, and so on and so forth. 
Uh, but they also recently started this other business where, you know, call it, what do you call it, Uber Eats, you know, where yep. you, know, you, you get food in your place. Which of the two parts of the business is making more money? Uh, profit or revenue? Profit? Um, good question. No, no, let's, <laughs> let's, uh, let's stick to revenue because profit... No one's making any profit. No one's making any profit. I think I know no which one. Making okay. Uh, more but revenue. What, what, I, I suspect UV Eats might be more revenue during the pandemic. Is that what we're... Is that you question? are right. Yeah. You are right. Mm. Uh, Uber Eats is, making, is now making more money than uh, uh, Uber uh, share riding, that Uber, Uber taxi or whatever you want to call it. Mm. Uh, to the extent uh, that it's actually now shifting the whole outlook of the company, mm. who clearly started as a ride-sharing app. Mm. Uh, and it's, it's now shifting the whole company into a food delivery business. And we've talked about before how beyond just meals, mm. Uber is now into uh, delivering grocery for a, for a number of... Uh, for a number of uh, of retailers and goes against up against shift and instacart which are the two majors in the north american uh, in the north american context so um you know this is um i thought that was very interesting that uh, it is uh, interesting the, the delivery side of the business is now bigger than uh, the right chain part of this now clearly pandemic has something to do with this uh, people sort of perhaps not traveling as much uh, but uh, very, very interesting. I thought it was, it was quite interesting. It's going to be interesting to see how much of this sticks, like what what true behaviour change we see and what actually reverts back to, mm. you know, the way it was, assuming the vaccine does uh, does what it says on the tin. Um, that, it's a good segue. I, I, got, I uh, have an update on our other friends, DoorDash, um, and I have a little picture behind me around the DoorDash flywheel, which they released with the uh, um, the news that they're 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 doing an IPO um, imminently. And uh, some of the documents that they um, uh, you know showed, and this is kind of related to your story. So um, DoorDash has a fifty percent market share, um, and it in the quarter. April to June, two billion dollars in revenue, um, with twenty-three million profit. <laughs> I mean, that is extraordinary in terms right. of. Um, and then the third quarter, the losses look like they're going to be. It's going to be a forty-three million dollar loss um, from. It's just fascinating. If in in a COVID situation, I can only make twenty-three million dollars from this. It's kind of interesting, but the in terms of what they're stating with the network effects, so it's a three-sided market. They've got three three hundred ninety thousand merchants. Um, more merchants means more selection, better consumer engagement means more consumers. You see my uh, picture here. More consumers means more orders. They've got eighteen million consumers. Uh, more orders means that the dashes can earn more money uh, and there's a million of those dashes drivers which 
then it means I've got faster deliveries, which means more consumers, more sales, means more merchants. Um, it's quite a nice picture, actually, how they, they've kind of said, well, this is how the, uh, the whole thing self-perpetuates. Um, but it is interesting uh, just how uh, little money they're making at the moment, um, mm. even though the sales is extraordinary. Uh, so there's clearly a growing market. Um, it's a question of how they're going to actually make money from this, I think. Yes, indeed. Indeed, isn't it? Um, although, you know, going back to your earlier uh, example of, uh, you know, people buying pizzas and then selling them for cheaper so they can get more economies of scale. I'm not really quite sure how that reconciles with mm. actually making any money. Yeah. Oh, look, it's a land grab, as we discussed before. It's a land grab. It's just That's, a land what grab. Right. That's what we're doing. That's what we're doing. We're just, just we're growing. Just a, a lot. Yeah, that's right. if I, if I can get job. if I can get everything. So there was another stat that said, well, there's seven hundred thousand total merchants in the U.S. Um, so three hundred ninety thousand of those mm-hmm. are on DoorDash apparently. Okay, it's kind of interesting. Now some will be on multiple of these things, um, but I thought it was interesting even locally that um, you can actually now. Uh, so DoorDash has partnered with the Reject Shop, so I can get Reject Shop, whatever I buy from Reject Shop. I suppose it's kind of there's some grocery stuff there, um, but I can get that delivered to my door in 45 minutes using the DoorDash, you know, app, right? Um, so it's not just to your point, not just you know food deliveries. This is this is anything. So you know the yeah, Reject. I agree. Is good. I agree. I agree. It's just it's just getting getting like the land grab and the go to point, right? And mm. there, there will become a critical mass at some point, right? Because I, I just can't see, you know. And and there are some, you know, there are some differences here, right? But I, I can see a world where you know, retailers where the basket, the number of items in the, in the basket is small, something like DoorDash, mm. fits perfectly, right? Yeah. You know, like when you go even Bunnings, you know, you go to Bunnings, you buy two things or one thing or three things, that fits. Now, the grocery basket is a more complicated conversation because it's got temperature, it's got cold items, and, and you know, and food, I, I still argue that food, hot food is still a complicated conversation as well because, you know, there's a yeah, whole bunch of stuff but, around, but, around. But is it so much the, I mean, if I want a hot chicken, oh, surely I can go and, you know, I go to DoorDash, I want hot chicken. Boom. Delivered. Is it Look, the number it, it, of yeah, items or? You, you know, you, I think it's the number of items mm-hmm. because, you know, it's the number of items. So, so that, that, you know, so that fulfillment can be instant. Yeah. Like that fulfillment doesn't take time because if fulfillment takes time, then that needs to be scheduled. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. This I, is the yeah, this go, is the I've, challenge, right? Got to go pick 50 items. Right. Yeah, yeah. Right. That's a, that's now, a different is, problem. This is the challenge, now. right? I mean, the, the, the inventory problem is solved by having the inventory exposed through API. So you can you can solve that. But the fulfillment challenge, you know, so if the fulfillment is instant, mm. then then you can meet your promise. Although in, in the case of the chicken, I would continue to argue that if you want a hot chicken, the, the only way you can get a hot chicken will be for you to drive down the road and pick it up yourself. Mm. Because by the time DoorDash gets there, by the time you order it, by the time you came home, it ain't hot anymore. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's yeah, just, uh, it's just how it is. If you want a hot pizza, you go and get your hot pizza yourself. 
which is why well, I, well, I get it delivered. Right? By the time, by the time the pizza arrives, yeah, I know, but it's in Hogwood it. it and it arrives. It arrives 45 minutes later. Well, and, and that's to your point around the temperature. And so those dashes, you know, the ability for them to have temperature management in the um, in the way that they deliver. Um, but that, I think, again, starts yeah, to get complicated, that, right? Very, and, very complicated, yeah, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, This yeah. is very complicated. It's not mm. that straightforward, right? That is complicated because, mm. you know, where do you keep it and how do you know when you turn up? So it needs to be quick fulfillment. That's why I'm going, like, smaller baskets, mm. easy fulfillment. Uh, you know, you can imagine, uh, you know, the dasher goes in, shops three things, moves oh. on, which was the original here. Now, we'll, we'll see We'll see how this pans out. Uh, mm. um, and they're still not making any money. So how long is this going to last? Yeah, yeah. It, still, it, 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 does, it does fulfill this need, though, right? Like, retailers are not doing a good job of this. And, you know, no, to, no, they're not. As they're a not quick, doing a good job because as a quick, I sign up, to, I sign yeah. up. You know, like, and I'm running like next day almost. You know, like I'm. Yeah, yeah. Look, it, it, it's going to become more complicated. I mean, I didn't get into this before, but the link we're going to put up for people to have a bit of a look at the Uber uh, ride sharing versus delivery space. There's there's also another element behind that. Now, uh, you know, I may sound like I, I'm I'm sort of a, on the side of someone. I'm really am not. Uh, but one of the things that's happening slowly in, in progressive US states is ride sharing is becoming more regulated. Yeah. And, and to the extent that ride sharing is becoming more regulated, uh, more, uh, there was a famous uh, California Proposition 22, which would have forced Uber and the likes uh, to get Uber drivers classified as workers mm. under law. And that introduces a whole bunch of uh, uh, complexity, a whole bunch of cost, and a whole bunch of protection for these guys. Let's be clear here, right? So if you're a traditional business, you can't quite get to the gig economy because you're already operating under a slightly a different environment. So there's going to be complication here. Yeah. Uh, you know, as, so, as soon as you start having hundreds of Uber drivers, hundreds of, you know, these people would want conditions, these people would want, and then the appeal slowly goes and we're talking at the back of a business that's not making any money out of each delivery mm. in addition to taking 30 percent of the margin from this from the retail yeah ah. that, and that, this is the i get the convenience yeah. i get the convenience yeah uh, but you know you take 30 percent of my profit great you provide some convenience great and you're still not making any money out of that hello mm. what gives yeah uh, and yeah and, 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 I, and it's not yeah sorry no, no, you're right. And I, I think, you know, we've, we've talked about merchants aren't happy with this, right? Like, no, they're not. They, they, they give not. it 30%. It's, it's so I don't get a whole chicken. Yeah. Mm. He misses 30% of the revenue. <laughs> right? I mean, you know, we've got two unhappy bunnies here already. You know, he yeah. misses 30% of the revenue. I didn't get a hot sublaki, just to be clear, mm. not, not just the chicken. I didn't get a hot mm. sublaki. He gets, he gets, uh, and, and he, he gets uh, less 30% of the revenue. Mm. And the guy who's supplying all the service is not making any money. Uh, worse still is that, you know, if you look at the mechanics, how this works, it's the old missile courier business. You know, it's point to point. So that trip ain't going to get any cheaper. Yeah. Like, I, I, I get the fluff that you're putting behind there about local networks and economies of scale and all that. 
reflecting my dear friends at DoorDash or whoever you are is that, you know, that leg is point to point. You pick up for some, something for someone and you deliver it to someone. Unless you can mix that delivery with another delivery from a similar location and double up on the delivery so you can create an economy of scale and you can fractionalize the transport cost, that cost is the cost. Mm. I can't see an economy of scale here, but obviously I'm not as clever as these people are, so I'll just yeah yeah so do you know what i mean yeah yeah i i I don't know if you find a way of fractionalizing the cost then maybe there is something there it's just missile courier you pick it from point a you deliver it to point b that's the cost that's right and and well i mean in many ways the cost is the dasher cost right in in some respects you don't actually care like what that point A to point B is, you just know that, look, a dasher who I've, um, you know, as part of that gig economy for the most part, like that's the, the cost of um, delivery. Hey, look, it's good for the dasher and the fact that you tap into and you provide an opportunity for the dasher to, to work flexibly and, and so on and so forth. I, I'm okay for that. I guess all I'm saying is that, you know, un- unless something smart, something else happens here, that cost of the dasher is inflexible. And, yeah, and, no, that's and it's, right. And it's on, and it's only going to go up mm. as yeah. more regulation, as more as more uh, things come into it. It'll just go up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, uh, yeah, yeah. And you, and and this has always been that last mile problem, hasn't it? Like that that cost uh-huh. is the cost. Oh, absolutely. Um, absolutely. Slice uh, it lots uh, of different it, ways, but you can't hide it. Yeah. It's there. Yeah. Look. Yeah. yeah that, that's right. And and you know, like I'm saying, like a bit of a. Uh, and dinosaur here. Yeah, when I talk to people and give advice to people about this, I've got one piece of advice only. You know, work out the cheapest way of doing it first and then go after it. Experiment as much as you can and work out what is the cheapest way of doing it. Yeah. You know, the the yeah. most and cheapest, you know what I mean? The most effective, most efficient way uh, of doing this. And I then think, go I after think, it. I think to the, the scale bit as well, I mean, again, you know, we, we made this point. It still it doesn't make a lot of sense for every merchant to be trying to solve all this stuff themselves, though, right? Like, Agreed. you know, in terms of how my, you know, uh, the order integration, the the customer experience with with you know the UX on carts and and all of that stuff, trying to solve that three hundred ninety thousand different ways for every merchant. Um, that's not necessarily, you know, someone will solve this and solve this well, I think. It might be DoorDash. It might not be. Um, but, yeah, it, it's going to be interesting to see. Oh, no, look, I don't disagree with that, but I do know of uh, other models. They've been around for a long time. Well, you know, the, the pizza place around the corner, very popular pizza place in the neighbourhood, just so we talk about, you know, like the picture you've got behind you, you know. The, the local, the local favourite pizza place, just hires two or three people on motorbikes for three or four hours at night. And, and they do the delivery. And, and if they're popular, they don't need anything more or anything less than that. And in winter months or perhaps where traffic is less, only two of the guys there now. Mm. You know, they get paid wages, uh, a small allowance for the motorbike. And if they're popular, they deliver. You go to British, but is that optimal? No, no, perhaps not. But it's not that hard to solve. No, it's not. But again, it comes back to, well, 
you know, am I also doing the UX experience and the menu and the front end of the transaction? And then am I also trying to solve for the tracking, the where's my order, the, you know, and, and Domino's have done this in a vertical integrated uh, way, right? Well, like, that's right. And, and platforms, platforms uh, is a different thing, right? Think, yeah, yeah but, but not every merchant will, you know, mum and dad down the road might just go, actually, if I just list on menu log and that or you know DoorDash or whatever it is, then they actually that's actually solved. And by the way, they've got access to all these customers that I didn't even know existed. Um, so my mark my marketing solved. Um, and now I've got all these new orders. I might not be making as much money from them, but I've got more volume. And and you know those pizza places, some of those pizza places will need need you know volume to survive, right? Like um, sure, sure, sure. I, I I mean there's a lot of upside on. On the on the on creating an ecosystem, absolutely. There's there's a lot of upside in creating an ecosystem. I wonder whether you know a bit, bit later on, um, maybe some some of that cost will go back to the uh, consumer. Uh, mm. Well, to, it has to, to go it, somewhere. Uh, I mean, it, you know, it can't. It has to, it has well, to end up somewhere. Right? It, it's kind of interesting. I mean, you know, Amazon didn't post any profit for years and years and years and years, right? Like they just said, well, we're just keeping investing. We're keeping investing and. Um, I'm, I'm not sure that's the same answer here, but um, yeah, it, they have. It, you, you think there has to be some uh, sustainable profit somewhere, otherwise, watch, it watch with interest. Watch with yeah. interest. Uh, we've yeah. got more news of that uh, coming up for next week, uh, where I'm going to talk about the. We have the B to B, we have the B to C, they have the B to B to C. Now we've got the B to G. So we'll talk about the B to G B to next G. week. The B, B to G. Big friendly giant BFG? No. Ah, B2G. it's big. It's B to G. So we're not reveal. The big reveal next week. Tune in. We're all going right. back to a weekly cadence for Christmas, uh, uh, and we're all pumped up. Uh, good news from South Australia. Uh, yeah. Well, that's uh, us. <laughs> you know, this crazy I, I want, year. I want, this I, year I, just I, keeps I, going you, on. How yeah. many? How many citizens in South Australia? How many residents in South Australia? Oh, I have no idea. No, not as many as Melbourne, but um, no, but you know, there'll be a few million, couple of million, million. Yeah. What, what do you think all those million people think about that one little bugger that line? Oh, I wouldn't be surprised if the pitchforks have uh, already you, been you sharpened. Were, and <laughs> I wonder whether somebody <laughs> would release would release these guys' details on Facebook. Oh, it'll <laughs> happen. It, it, I'd be surprised if it hasn't already happened. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, there'll be lynchings. Oh, there'll be absolute lynchings. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I know. I know. Uh, I know. Anyway, um, uh, very good, sir. Ten things yeah. Friday. Another good, uh, another good program. Thank you very much, uh, everyone, for your support, for downloading our posters, for listening uh, live onto the program. Uh, a lot of the stuff we talked about will be on the website, and we'll see you in a week or so. Have a fabulous weekend. Thanks, everyone.